lawyer by training, writer and teacher by choice. Originally from New York, I am a proud wife and mother living in Los Angeles. Join me as we delve into the Holy Torah's teachings and apply them to our lives. I keep it short and sweet, but always deep. Welcome. Hi everyone, welcome back to the third episode of the podcast. There's been a lot going on, obviously, and it's been a really heavy, sad week here in America with all the riots, and this isn't a political podcast, so I'm not going to be getting into into that so deeply, but I do feel, and I'm sure many of you feel, that life is just kind of spinning out of control, and normal society, as we were used to it, doesn't seem to exist anymore and we don't know when it will again and or if it will again and this is a very unsettling thing being comfortable in this kind of a scenario where we feel so out of control and so I decided that this week it might be appropriate to talk about what we can do in our own lives to feel happier calmer and um really where where what can we control what can we control that that's really the question that I want to talk about today so I want to share an idea from my teacher Sarah Yohevid Riggler who lives in the old city of Jerusalem about the inflow pipe and the outflow pipe so the inflow pipe are the things that happen to us our external circumstances and those things are completely out of our control and more than being out of our control we know that they're not random and they're actually from Hashem because nothing can happen without him willing it. And this really should provide a source of comfort because like King David says in Psalms, Hashem doesn't slumber or sleep, meaning he's not like us. He doesn't go to bed at night. (laughs) We believe that God is omnipresent. He doesn't forget about us. And he's not only does he not forget about us, he wants our own good. He cares about our own good. He wants to give us the very best. And that's like the whole reason the world we believe that the world was created and why, you know, God was complete within himself. You know, he didn't need to create a world. He didn't need to create us. He created it because he wanted to give good. And if you look around, I mean, even amidst everything going on now, like there's so much good in our lives at every moment and every day we get so much from Hashem that we don't necessarily deserve. And, um, this is because Hashem loves us and he wants to, and he wants our best. He wants what's best for us. And King David also says in Tehillim that, Hashem will guard our going and coming. So things are not random. Hashem loves us. He wants what's best for us. He protects us. And and this idea really should provide comfort. And and knowing that everything that happens to us is directly tailor-made for us from Hashem for a reason. And we can go into this another time, like what these potential reasons are, but it could be because we have to work on something in our own life, whatever it is. But anything that is happening to us is for a reason and it's definitely out of our control, but we can have some comfort in this knowing who is orchestrating everything. And I want to give a a specific example. It's a small example, but when I was in a clothing store in New York last summer, there was the sidewalk sale in Cedarhurst and everyone comes out. It's a very big deal. Everyone's like rushing to get, you know, the best items on sale. And Um, A woman and I both reached for something at the same time and she kind of grabs it and was like, you know, I was looking at this and this is mine. And she was very defensive about the skirt or whatever it was. And, you know, I actually really wanted the skirt. So at first I was like a little bit upset, but then I was like, Jenna, 
this is so out of your control. Like if Hashem wants her to have the skirt, she's going to have the skirt. You know, if there's only one left and she got it, like that's it. It's not in your control. And like, I definitely didn't want to get angry over a skirt. So, um, I took a step back and I'm like, okay, you know, that's fine. And I completely backed down and I was very nice about it. And so much so that 10 to 15 minutes later, she actually sought me out and gave me the skirt and said, you know, I decided not to take it if you want it, which was, you know, very considerate considering it was like a madhouse in the store and her clothes were like flying around everywhere. She could have just easily dropped it and left. So, um, this, this, this story illustrates another principle for my teacher, Sarah Riggler, that, Oftentimes when we recognize the source of an issue, that issue will go away. Now, we can't, we can never understand ultimately why Hashem does things, but a lot of times things will happen to us because Hashem wants us to recognize him. He wants us to recognize that he's in control, that we're not in control. And a lot of times when we relinquish that control and kind of give it up to Hashem, you know, things will, will work out the way they're meant to. And, and sometimes it works out in our favor. Like in that story, I did get the skirt, but sometimes it doesn't necessarily work out the way we want it to. And that's okay because we believe that everything's ultimately for our best, even if we can't see it at the moment. So the outflow pipe are the things that we really can control. It's, it's the realm of our free will where we can exercise our free will. And that's in our thoughts, our speech and our actions. So with what's happening now, you know, being in Los Angeles, there's been a lot of rioting and looting and, um, this, this event is happening, you know, I'm in it and there's nothing that's out of my, you know, whether or not it's happening is not up for me to decide. Um, what I can decide is, is my inner reaction and how I'm going to react to it. So as I said earlier, I don't want to get into, into the politics. What I want to talk about is our reaction from a perspective of self-care and how we can be a little calmer and happier during a time of crisis and a high stress between Corona and the riots. And I want to share some things that I've been doing that have helped me personally. So to start with thoughts, and I'm going to spend the most time on actions today, but just to briefly start with thoughts, our thoughts are really the root of everything. So we have to be careful which thoughts we're giving power to and which thoughts we, we hold on to and form our identity. Growing up, I often absorbed this idea that it, things were too much for me. That was something that was said a lot in my home. It's too much for you. You can't do it. It's too much for you. I was going to, God forbid, get sick, run down. Um, so I kind of took this idea with me into adulthood. And it, it's not necessarily a self-serving idea. I mean, ideally, I would like to believe that I have enough energy to do what I need to do in this life and that I don't hold back from, you know, fulfilling my life purpose because it's too much for me. <laughs> you know, that wouldn't be a good scenario. Um, and actually it reminds me of, a, of an amazing lady, Henny Mofflis, who, who tragically passed away from cancer a few years ago, but she lived in the old city and, and one of her biggest things, or she lived in Jerusalem. And one of her biggest things was that sayings that she would say is I have all the time, I have all the money and I have all the energy. You know, a lot of times the Yitzhah the evil inclination within us will make us feel a lack and nor, and a big lack that people will feel is either we don't have enough time, we don't have enough money or we don't have enough energy. So my thing is I always feel like I don't have enough energy or enough time. So, um, so recognizing that I kind of absorbed this idea growing up, I'm able to, to try to let it go. And, and we absorb a lot of different ideas about ourselves and our identity growing up. We absorb things from our families and our society and, and we have to really look and see what is, what is helpful and what is not. And, um, I really tried to let go of this idea. It's too much for me and rather empower myself that I can cope, you know, in a hard situation and that I, I, you know, I try to give myself hope and faith and, and I encourage you to do this as well, especially during this time. 
I also find like we have to be very careful what, you know, with the news and everything, how much we expose ourselves to social media and the news. And um, of course, you know, we want to know what's going on, but at a certain point to dwell and dwell on the same stories over and over again, it, it can just provide a lot of unnecessary, unnecessary like negativity and toxicity and helplessness in our lives. At least I find that for myself. I'm not going to spend so much time on speech today. I just want to offer a, a quick idea that is actually very powerful, a, a tool that I would actually like to spend the whole episode on, but I'm just going to offer it here because it, because it could really help you find some peace and positivity during this time. Also from my teacher, Sarah Yohavid Riggler, she calls it the three sins and it stands for criticize, correct, and control. And she says we should never criticize, correct, or control. Um, and I would add on to that complain, but I think complain is really a form of criticism. So this is actually very challenging. <laughs> if you watch yourself, you'll notice how many times you might offer a criticism, a correction, or, or a, controlling, a controlling thought. And I find in my own personal life and relationships that whenever I can do a little bit of a, of a three sins diet and, and control myself from that type of speech, that there is a lot more calm and positivity and the people around me are able to flourish more. And it's helpful also for me to let go a little bit because, again, we really can't control other people, you know? We can only only control ourselves ultimately. So I offer that to you, the three sins. Okay, so now I want to talk about actions. The first action I want to talk about that is in our control is taking care of our health. So this might sound so obvious, but... I think a lot of people, especially if they believe in God, you know, they think, oh, you know, as long as I'm like relatively normal with my eating and my exercise and whatever, like Hashem will take care of me. And people tend to even be laissez-faire about their health and, and not eat so well and, and overeat and eat unhealthy things and not exercise and think, you know, oh, Hashem will take care of it. But Rav Avigdor Miller, he has a great book on faith and trust, which which I will actually link to because it, it's so helpful, especially during this time. He answers a lot of amazing questions about faith and, and trust. And he's a, he's a really great Rav who um, passed away in the past couple of years. But um, he quotes the Rambam, Maimonides, who himself was a major, major rabbi in Jewish history and also a successful doctor in Egypt in like the 12th century. And the Rambam says... A man's happiness, which depends to a large extent on his health, is for the most part in his own hands. Okay? So we need to take responsibility responsibility for our health. And I, from personal experience, I, I firmly believe that good health is the starting point to happiness and any spiritual growth. Um, I know we spoke about humility as the starting point to spiritual growth. I think, like, physical health is so fundamental and it's often very overlooked. Um after I had my baby, I had gained a lot of weight during my pregnancy. I don't even know how. Like, I just gained tons of weight. And it didn't come off so easily. And in the past year, I really, I got to a point where I was just so complacent about it. But I was so unhappy because I was really heavier than I should be. And finally, I got to a point in December where I said, that's it. I need to lose some weight. And it really wasn't even a thing of body image. It was just I wanted to feel good in my own skin. I wanted to feel healthy. And I really felt like I was carrying around a lot of extra weight. So I went on a diet program that I felt was right for me, that was sustainable for me. I'm definitely not here to push any sort of diet program. But I, I worked with a nutritionist here that I was comfortable with and, um, you know, just focusing a lot on whole foods and cutting out like dairy and certain things that, that weren't good for me. And, um, you know, limiting carbs, only eating, eating certain types of carbs, etc. 
and I started going to the gym and I started swimming and I happened to love swimming. And I, I was so happy with it. Even in the first week, I felt so good. I was on such a high just from treating my body well. And it did require work. You know, it was something I had to prioritize. I had to prioritize cooking most of my own meals and, and you know, all of that. But it was so worth it because I really felt so good and I had so much energy and I was so naturally happy, much happier than I had felt in months, if not years. So diet and exercise is huge. Getting enough sleep is huge. Um, when I, when I had my baby, I really struggled with postpartum anxiety and even possibly depression, although I was never officially diagnosed. But, um, I really believe that a big part of that was that I really didn't sleep for like 10 months. Like I, I would have very fragmented sleep. The baby kept waking up. And so I just was, I just couldn't function without, without proper sleep. So getting good night's sleep is so important. And then obviously there's mental health as well. And for me, like I, I've started seeing a therapist a little over a year ago on a weekly basis for the most part. And it's a, it's a game changer for me because it gives me a chance to, to process my feelings and emotions with somebody who's objective and wise and grounding and really knows me. And of course you can always talk to a friend. You don't necessarily have to go to a therapist, but I just want to kind of offer that because whatever taboo there might be around it, I think mental health is so important. And just like we, you know, go to a doctor checkup or, you know, take care of our physical health on a, on a continual basis, I really think our mental health needs to be taken care of on a continual basis in order to prevent, like, a, a, a really steep decline that, that can seem to come out of nowhere, but what I think comes out of not maintaining mental health for a long period of time. Um, lastly, emotional health as well. And again, this this talking to a friend really helps, um, spending time with friends as best we can during this social distancing time. But another thing that I want to offer that I've been doing recently, which has been so incredible is this idea called morning pages. So this is from a book called the artist's way by Julia Cameron. It's not, it's not a specifically Jewish book, but basically the idea, and this is for anyone, it doesn't have to just be for a creative type of person is every morning to get up and write three pages of whatever, literally whatever is on your mind that you want to write about. And the idea is it's kind of like a brain dump, you know, it's like a place to process. And I, and I find that doing that every morning has just, it's changed my life because I, I immediately am able to like reflect on what everything going on. And there's so much going on now and, and process my feelings and just all sorts of things, you know, and you realize certain things about your life and your day and, you know, what you could do better and just whatever, you know, um, things you have anxiety about. So I offer that to you, the morning pages. I'm going to link to the artist's way below. And, um, if you do do it and, and enjoy it, let me know. I would love to hear. Okay, so another action I want to talk about besides taking care of our own health, physical, mental, emotional, is expressing yourself in your own unique way. And this is an idea from one of my rabbis, Rabbi Gartner, who I've mentioned a few times. And he talks about how, you know, there's a saying that the, there's 70 faces to the Torah. And basically, we believe in the, in the uniqueness of each individual and how even within the Torah framework, or especially within the Torah framework, we each have our own unique way to express ourselves, And I really find personally that expressing yourself can provide so much energy. Like I realized that a lot of times when I was feeling tired, it was really because I was bored. 
you know, like having gone to law school and, and, you know, being an intellectual person by nature and a creative person by nature. And then, you know, after I had my baby, I wasn't writing, I wasn't really doing anything stimulating in that way. And I often found I was so tired. And aside from being a new mom, I felt I was tired because I was bored, you know? And so when I started writing again, and then last year I, t- I taught English and now I'm doing this podcast, all of these activities provide me with so much energy. Um, they really are like such a beautiful creative outlet for me. And I love talking about spiritual topics. I love creativity. Um, I love writing, you know, all these things. It just gives me such a boost and it makes me feel like I'm actually living my life purpose. So thank you for listening and, <laughs> and helping me fulfill my life purpose. But, um, I, I encourage you to find your own unique way of expressing yourself. And I don't know if you're like me, but I have like a very perfectionist tendency and, and I was very hesitant to start this podcast because it had to be so perfect and blah, blah, blah. I, I, at a certain point, I'm like, I just need to start. I just need to get something out. It doesn't have to be perfect. And you know what? It's not perfect and I'm enjoying it and I'm having fun with it. And I think that's, that's what matters. And hopefully people are gaining from it. Another thing that I want to talk about in terms of actions is giving. So the Torah teaches that um, when we give, this is one of like the greatest things we could do. It's, it's a big mitzvah to, to give, to do chesed, to practice loving kindness. And at least in, in the Jewish community here in Los Angeles, we see it all the time. There's meal trains for people who have babies, for people who, God forbid, lost loved ones. Um, you know, people are constantly giving and doing for one another. And so I used to find that like sometimes I would have to really push myself to do these acts of giving. And sometimes I still do, you know. But that's just my nature. But when I, I find when I do do an act of giving, I'm on such a high. It gives me such a boost and it makes me feel so good. And another thing that I've really been experiencing recently because I've been, you know, trying to take care of my physical health more and I've been like expressing myself creatively. And I personally just feel like I've juiced myself up enough that thank God I feel like I'm, I'm overflowing with, with good energy and happiness. Not all the time. (laughs) Don't get me wrong. I definitely have my moments, especially now with everything going on. But I do find that I do have moments where I feel that I am full and I am able to overflow and give to others, whether it's my own family. And the Torah says we should always start with our own family in terms of giving and then kind of move outward from there to our community, etc. But I, I think something we need to recognize is that in order to give, we really need to fill our own cup first and then overflow from there. Um, but when we when we are in a position like that and we can give, it really can provide a lot of satisfaction and, and happiness during stressful times like this. I just want to sum up by, by quoting something I saw this week, that just because everything is crazy around you doesn't mean everything has to be crazy within you. And I really think that this is a Jewish perspective because... You know, Jews at least have faced persecution for <laughs> since we, since before we are formed as a nation. Um, you know, throughout history, and I'm not trying to compare it to the situation going on now. I'm just trying to give a, a uniquely Jewish perspective that we we believe. You know, we got to keep our heads down. We just got to keep keep working and praying and learning Torah and working on our relationships and working on ourselves and just trying to do the best we can in in a difficult circumstance and also recognizing that. It's okay, you know, as long we're trying our best and I definitely have my moments where I feel like I can't function as, as highly as I would like to because of everything going on. It's almost like paralyzing sometimes um, between the curfews and, and checking the news and, and just I find like I need a little bit more downtime than usual or I'm just not functioning as well and that's okay, you know, and I can't, I can't necessarily like stick to my strict diet and that's okay, you know, but um, I do find that when I'm able 
to take care of my physical health, my mental health, my emotional health, when I'm able to pursue a creative endeavor, when I'm able to give, these are ways that I can feel calmer and happier. And um, I hope that you, that you appreciate this perspective of the inflow pipe what we can't control, the things that happen to us and around us, and the outflow pipe, our thoughts, speech, and action. And that is really the realm where our free will lies. And there's a lot there that, that we have a lot of room to play with <laughs> just with our thoughts, speech, and action. So our job is to just keep doing the best we can amidst everything going on. And God willing, we should um, experience calm and peace and health um, very soon. Thank you for listening, and I look forward to learning with you again next week. Take care.